I didn't see the light because there were these lights that were like hanging and they were blowing. And so I couldn't see them. So I go through this intersection, not knowing, end up T-boning this other vehicle. This man gets out and he's limping. Welcome back to another episode of Drive With Us Podcast. I'm Bafni. And I'm Taryn G. And we're super excited to have you ride with us for another week as our drivers take us on some adventurous drives around the world. A little quick car keeping before we meet today's driver. Did you know that we record both audio and video for our podcasts? If you're interested in seeing our guests tell their stories, check out the Drive With Us podcast YouTube channel. And today's driver is Rabia, calling in from London. Rabia is originally from California and currently resides in London. She is a marketing manager for an IT consultancy, an amateur stand-up comic, and the host of More Than Work podcast. Here's Rabia. Welcome, Rabia, to Drive With Us podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to talk to you about driving. We're super excited to hear all the stories that you have to share. But before we dive into that, how would you describe yourself as a driver? And what would you say is your relationship with driving? I definitely am a more mature driver than I used to be. So I'm kind of proud of that in a way. I, I was probably a little bit more aggressive than I needed to be, definitely faster than I needed to be a lot. And I got a ticket when I was living in Dallas. It was for going 38 on a 30 on my street. So I was really super annoyed. At that point, I had to go to traffic school and that changed. Actually, traffic school, it was so effective on me. I really saw my behavior was a bit dangerous. Not that 38 incident, that was not, but in general. And so it did change me as a driver. I use cruise control now. I don't always stay super calm. Like I'll still yell, but I would say a mature driver compared to what I was. That's really interesting that you said traffic school actually affected you in a good way like most yeah. people are like no i'm just doing it to get rid of the points i was but i'm such a i don't know people who know me know i love school and tests and i like passing tests and so i think i just ended up taking it more seriously than i expected i was shocked did you learn anything from it that was really useful i've never had to go through so i have no idea what it's like what is yeah. the experience like probably what you think in a way like you watch videos that are kind of silly reenactments but i think what affected me was just watching some of the videos of the people being distracted or angry and how it could affect their reaction time. I almost felt very seen or attacked, maybe. <laughs> like, I wasn't a crazy driver, but I don't think I was taking seriously the consequences of being in a vehicle sometimes. Even though I had been in accidents already, I just, it just kind of made me go, you know what, in, in my life, I try to be, I would say I try to leave a positive impact. I try really hard. I realized as a driver, I wasn't doing that. For me, it was watching the videos really going, you know what, my reaction time is probably bad. Or yeah, if I looked down at my phone, I could not see this, stuff like that. Do you think that this should be incorporated in driver's education? Or do you think it's just like when you get a ticket and it's like, okay, it's for the people who did something wrong? <laughs> I think it was useful and I don't think it hurts to give people almost a nudge like, hey, just think more about this because I feel like when in driver's ed, especially when we're kids learning how to do something, everything's very punitive. Like if you do this, you'll get in trouble. And that's not even the worst consequence. The worst consequence of using your phone while you're driving is not getting a ticket. The worst consequence is injuring other people or yourself or just going too fast and realizing the time you need to slow down because you're going that fast or you're not keeping a distance. And I'm not always perfect and I get very impatient, but I just think knowing facts versus just the shame you're being bad and you're going to be in trouble versus like, no, these are actual consequences. I don't know. There was something about it. And I don't know if it would have resonated with me at 16 and I got my license. And I think there are more accidents right now. I was reading an article about that since the pandemic and I didn't read into it enough to know, but I'm not surprised in a way just because of people's blood pressures up, so to speak. Oh, I agree with that. I feel like as soon as we got out of that lockdown state and then we started to go back out, people, 
I feel like they got worse <laughs> and they stopped wanting to follow the rules. Like red lights don't mean as much anymore. People just run wow. them now. And it's just like, what is happening? <laughs> Wild. And the fact that you got a ticket going 38 and a 30, that just <laughs> boggles my mind. It's like, you weren't even speeding that much. I was so livid, but there's nothing like a Texas patrolman coming up to your car with his gun on the side of your face to like make you not be livid. You're like, all right, fine, whatever. Yes, I was going eight miles over, which is technically 20% over the speed limit. Because that was what I found out too. I didn't know a lot of the rules are you're going 10% over the speed limit. So I always thought, oh, if you're going 65, you can go 75. I don't know. I just made up rules in my head. And now I know it's like, no, I could go 71 and be okay. And like, so I put my cruise control on that. So I, I'm like very much a rule follower. Yeah, it was, I think it's like, it's this unspoken rule, I guess, as everyone here is like, oh, you can go five above and you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that's actually a rule. No. It's just everyone's like, you can do it. Yeah, not if you're, not if you're in like a 25. Let's dive into your crazy driving experiences. What would you say is one of your top three craziest? I was in Texas. So I was living in California at the time and I was in Texas working on a political campaign and I won't do anything to your podcast by saying which one, but I was on, and it will, I, now I will because I don't want people to think it was that one. I was actually on the Clinton campaign in 2008 and I got sent to Houston and I was driving a rental car. This is gross. I had just thrown up. I was having like all these allergy problems. I don't know what was going on and in the car, which is gross into the passenger seat and I was driving. So I wasn't feeling well and I didn't see the light because there were these lights that were like hanging and they were blowing and they were like this. And so I couldn't see them. So I'd go through this intersection, not knowing, end up T-boning this other vehicle. My car was wrecked. His was not as bad because he has a big truck. I was driving like a flex or something. Then I get out of the car and I'm already in this state where I wasn't doing great. And I couldn't believe I got in an accident. I was scared. I'm like, I don't have the money. I was sent there by some lady to work on the campaign and I didn't have money to be there. This man gets out and he's limping and I just go, oh no. I'm so sorry. And I thought I did this to him. I was crying immediately. And he goes, no, no, I've been like this for 25 years. I have my Hillary shirt on and I'm in Texas. I don't know what's going to happen. And then he goes, oh, well, we're going to tell our son you hit us. And I go, oh my gosh. And I covered up. He goes, no, you're fine with us. And I was like, oh, I was so lucky I hit this man. But it was pretty crazy. The car was wrecked because the light was broken, but it wasn't my fault. It was pretty scary, but it was also funny just because it was the guy was so nice and I was so upset that I thought I basically crippled him. Good thing you didn't. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I'm already like oh, that. Can you imagine this guilt? Exactly. Yeah, it was pretty wild. And the fact that the lights are like, oh, I hate the ones that are on the wires because I know exactly what you're talking about. They just yeah. glow and it's like, why is this even a thing? Yeah, it's so unstable. That and they're coming up with these new lights where yes. you can't really see what light color it is until you get right on it. And you're just like, how am I supposed to know from back there it's turning red or it's green until yeah. I accidentally go through the intersection? <laughs> yeah. I Have you done that? Another crazy thing is that I'm not proud of. Like, these aren't things I'm proud of, but I've gotten to where the light, you look at the light ahead of where you are, you don't realize there's a more immediate light. Oh, I did that one day. I was lucky. <laughs> yeah. Or that indecisive moment where it just turns yellow and you're like, should I? Should I not? Is there a camera? I just wish that every single light had one of those crosswalk timers on the side. <laughs> and then you can figure out whether it's going to turn. <laughs> exactly. What would you say is your second craziest driving experience? I had a Mustang. I had a, I think it was a 96 red Mustang, beautiful car. And I was in college and I was working two jobs and tired. And I actually fell asleep at the wheel. These experiences that unless you have them, they sound 
like, how could that happen? But then it happens and you find out. And so I got really lucky because at the time it was really scary. I was driving near UC San Diego and I was going down the street and I was about a mile and a half from home. And I ended up looking up things and like, statistically, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen in a really close proximity to home. And I was listening, I don't not like this album or the NSYNC album where they're like puppets, no strings attached. And I remember listening to that album and it didn't keep me awake. So thanks a lot, Justin. I ended up going over the median, hitting a tree and knocking it over and going across the other lane and into the guardrail, one section of guardrail away from going off a cliff. And half of the Mustang ended up on one side of the street and the other half was the one I was in. I ended up, I have a scar on my head from it. It was only me in the car and I won't get into some of the details because that was a pretty dark time. Then my mom got the bill for the tree and it was like this stupid tree. And then I would drive by and they never replanted it. Why do we have to pay for this tree? And it was such an expensive tree and there was no way this tree cost that much. And it was just the whole annoyance of this tree. And then when finally there was a tree there, I would call it my tree. Like, oh, there's my tree that I bought, which my mom bought. I wasn't like a brat, but I was in college. I didn't have money. The fact that they made you pay for the tree. What? <laughs> you just don't know, like, you just don't know that certain stuff, right? Like I wouldn't know that they'd charge you for a tree until that happened to us. And I just remember my mom getting the bill and calling me and I have to say like, my mom's pretty cool. I had beat myself up so much about that accident. I think I don't remember her doing that. She was more concerned than anything, but then the bill for the tree really made her mad. I heard about that for a while. Cause I think it was like a couple thousand dollars. Hopefully you were okay after this, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I had cut my head. I have a scar on my head, but nothing happened otherwise. I mean, I was, I was really lucky cause I fell asleep. The police said because I was sleeping that my body was relaxed enough that I didn't get more injured. So that's the irony of it. Yeah, you never realize how dangerous it can be to be driving and be distracted or be tired until mm -hmm. something like that happens and you're like, oh man, like I should maybe really pull over when I'm tired. Yeah. Again, you're so close to home and you don't forget that kind of thing. What would you say is your biggest driving pet peeve? Oh, I get really angry when I feel like I'm going a safe speed because I'm on my cruise control of my rules and then someone just comes up on the back of me. And I have nowhere to go. If I have somewhere to go, then I should get out of their way. Like I'm in, if I'm in the fast lane, right? I feel like I should get out of their way, but you can see when someone has nowhere else to go. And I hate that. I hate the whole trapping someone thing that gets me. Cause it's just, it's so rude. And it's like, I'll put my signal on that I'm going to get over, but then they go around me. So I'm like, now you've eliminated my options too. You've given me no accessible way of getting out of this other than me now being the one who's wrong by going too slow in front of you. I don't like that because I think it's rude and unkind. I mean, there's a lot of things people do that drive me nuts, but that's one of them. When I'm driving, I don't like that behavior. Have you seen any differences in the driving here in the U.S. versus there where you are now in London? Yeah, I don't drive here. I haven't driven here. I've been here about two years and most of it was during the pandemic. So I ride my bicycle a lot. So I'm seeing it from that view. And there are some rude drivers and there's a lot of loud cars. On Sunday mornings, if I go right around this area, Regents Park, which I live near, there's all these fancy cars there. So the guys will drive kind of aggressive and like super loud, like their mufflers have a problem or something. And I was living down the street from where I am now. This is funny. It was a one-way street. And I would say once a month, because I was like right on the corner, someone would just turn the wrong way and everyone come out yelling out of their homes and tell the guy to turn around. And so I'll see stuff like that, which I haven't really seen in the States too much, but I also wasn't looking out a window like a creepy person, but I do see they're pretty aggressive here. I don't see too much just because I'm not in cars. And then on the bicycle, you definitely have to watch out. I mean, I get why bicycles are annoying, but I also think vehicles are being a bit much.
and they drive the opposite side of the road. So I had to get used to that even on my bike. Oh yeah. Don't turn down the wrong side of the road driving into traffic. Oh my God. Well, when I was home a couple of times, I had these surreal moments where I'm like, why are you turning that way? And then I was like, oh, because we're in California. I guess, yeah, that can mess with your brain, especially when it's the opposite side mm -hmm. compared between the two countries. Yeah. And the fact that people would come out of their homes to tell someone that they're going the wrong so, way. <laughs> so funny. So I feel like everyone's just sitting at their window or something. And I would just sit there and laugh out my window. Free entertainment. <laughs> just trolling drivers. Yeah, it's great. Have you ever had a situation where you've had road rage? You know what I started doing? I would say thank you, like really aggressively. So it would not look like thank you. I still think that's funny. But I did one time I remember doing that and like gesturing, but I didn't flip the person off. I just was, you know, just cutting it close on all sides. Like, thank you. Thank you so much. And these people follow me for quite a while. And then I said, okay, you gotta stop doing that. I'll definitely say I haven't been a perfect driver and I definitely haven't been the kindest driver all the time. But I think yelling thank you is my favorite thing just because it tricks people. It confuses them out of their anger. Yeah, they're like, what? Did you say what? You ended it in you, so you must have said no. Road rage is hard because you're in a car, so there's nothing you can really do. You're just giving this really negative energy to people. And I do run hot. My temper runs hot and people who know me know that, but I try to not do that. I think about the energy I'm putting out. I mean, if you talked to me 10 years ago, it would have been a different conversation. Yeah, whenever I've seen people get angry over I feel like they're getting angry because they're in a rush and then they're just taking it out on you. I just let it go. I'm just like, you're only raising your own blood pressure. You're only mm -hmm. causing yourself more harm. Like, as long as you don't hit me, <laughs> I'm okay. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Your heart. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a healthy way to look at it. And I didn't always do that. I feel like, especially since we spend so much time on the road, you, you see that a lot. So you're just like, let them be angry in their car. Just keep driving and just make sure they don't hit you. Like, that's the only thing I'm concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> so you said you've been to Texas and California. Mm -hmm. I know they're both notorious for their crazy drivers. Yeah. Who do you think has the more craziest? Oh, gosh. I would probably say California just because of the ineptitude of... Although there's that exists in Texas, like Texas will have more severe weather in California, it really rains. So when it rains, it's like a big deal. But in Texas, I mean, I've driven on ice, which I hated. That was bad. But I just talked to someone recently who lives in Texas. And when they would have these ice days, if you watch the news, there'd be those on ramps that were really elevated and steep. And you'd always see some car just stuck on it. And they'd be covering this on the news. And that's not really crazy, but it's just really inept. It's like, why are you doing that? You shouldn't even be on the road. However, I think there's probably more car chases in Southern California. So I would give it to Southern California because of car chases, because starting with OJ Simpson and moving on from there, I think car chases are so stupid because they're always going to end the same way. And mm -hmm. it's not going to be like the guy getting to Mexico or wherever he's going. At some point you're going to run out of gas. At some point you're going to yeah. have to get out. <laughs> yeah. Are you, so that was a journey I just took you on, but I had to really debate the topic. I was actually listening to a podcast earlier this morning and they were talking about California drivers and I'm curious to hear if you've experienced this. So they're talking about how police officers will weave in and out of mm. lanes, slow traffic down if yeah. there's like an accident ahead. Is that really? Yeah. Yeah. It's really bizarre. And you're always bummed that you didn't make the cut, <laughs> you know, and that you're behind the guy. Cause when you see it happening behind you, there's no traffic all of a sudden behind you. No, it happens. They'll do like a, I think they call it a traffic break. And it's basically just to stop the traffic. Sometimes it's like maybe someone got turned around and they just want to get them back on the road or they do want to slow traffic down because of an accident and filter people in. But yeah, it's really wild to see. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Those are the speeds that you guys go in California. It's like, yeah. And they'll just start weaving across all, and it's usually like, you know, four or five lanes or it could be six lanes. So it's quite a thing. That's interesting. When I heard that, I was like, really? Like, I've never, I've never seen that happen here. You just kind of come up upon the accident or something in the road and you're like, oh, well, <laughs> get in one lane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we need definitely to be guided by a flying car, you know, basically going across <laughs> lanes. <laughs> here they're like, you're on your own five lanes, get into one, figure mm -hmm. it out. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, okay. Switching gears a little bit, let's talk about the future of driving. But the possibility of self-driving cars, what are your thoughts on this? And is this something that you would get into? I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this. I work in IT and so I, I appreciate technology and what it does. I'm a late adopter of some things and an early adopter of other things. The thing I worry about is I don't know how feasible these things are, but I know like sometimes someone will have a Tesla and the motherboard will stop working. And I just think like today on my work computer, Teams was acting crazy and I had to restart my computer so I could log into Teams again. And so I just think about what's powering these things and how the delicacy of it, or what if hackers, like how they did that solar winds hack where they got into the system. I mean, it was amazing actually, like a beautiful hack. They had infiltrated the vendor that was then trusted in the government system. So then they were in the government system. So I think about these things and I go, this could happen in cars and you could just have all these cars crash, but I don't know if that's feasible or not. I don't know if that's true, but it's just where I go. So I would have to know that there was some manual override for everything and that someone would have to be in the seat. Cause I read about that dude who was in the backseat of his car. I, I keep, I'll say Tesla again, cause I think it was, but to me, that's a problem. So I just worry about, is there enough caution around it? I do think it makes sense too. And I think there's probably in a way it's more safe. I can see the benefits of it if it's done right. Yeah. There's definitely times where it would be useful. Like if you're commuting yeah. and you're just exhausted, like you said, driving itself is fun. So like if you're going on a road trip, you don't want to just be sitting there in the car doing everything. What's the fun in that? Boring. But then also I agree. I don't think that you should just be sitting in the back. There needs to be some sort of manual override where if something were to go wrong it is a computer like that you can take a yeah that's the thing that just freaks me out yeah we'll see where it goes yeah totally bonus question time are you oh, ready i am ready i am ready for this let's do it if you could make one new driving law what would it be oh i almost oh gosh because you know what my real pet peeve i hate is feet on the dashboard i don't know why that's such a I just don't like it. And I don't like when you see a driver doing it because you should have both feet on the ground, in my opinion. I don't know what you're doing. So I'd probably just have a thing about no feet on the dashboard. I don't care if it's the passenger or driver. They just can't do it because it grosses me out. <laughs> that is, if you actually think about it, if you end up in an accident and your feet are up there, how bad that could end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have no feet. Yeah. I see that a lot with passengers with their feet up and I'm like, um, why? <laughs> Put <Yeah>. that down. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's just a thing. I just don't like seeing them on the dash. I don't think I've ever seen a driver have their feet up. That's very scary. Yeah. Like, what are you driving I don't even know if I have. I might've just been like extending it to the drivers. That's too much. I'm like, what are you doing? How are you driving? <laughs> oh, it's a self-driving car. I can put my feet up now. That is a good law. We should implement that. Thank you. It's not just for, because it's gross, but also for safety reasons. <laughs> yeah. I like that angle actually, that the feet could go. Well, now I was picturing them. What happens? They go through the windshield <laughs> or something. It's gross. Do you have any final thoughts or any tips that you would like to give other drivers? When you're driving, think about that should be your focus. It's not the time to be doing other things. Like even think about what you're going to play on your music or 
think about how you're going to handle calls. Driving is something that you should take seriously and enjoy. But those seconds you're looking away from the road do matter. And then cruise control. I love cruise control. I think it's cool. And I, I like seeing how far I can go without doing the controls. Not to the point where I put my feet where they shouldn't go, but you know, just enough. Yeah, that's very important to just focus on driving when you're driving. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that resonates with our listeners. Like, pay attention when you're driving. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Before we let you go, where can our listeners find you if they want to connect with you? Thanks for asking. I have a podcast called More Than Work. So it's at More Than Work Pod on all the socials. And then I do comedy. So it's at Robbie a Comedy on all the socials as well. And so you can follow either one of those. And I'd love to hear if any of these stories resonated with you. And thanks for having me on. Would you imagine hitting someone else's car and they came out limping? And being like, oh my God, I did that. Yeah, I would be like, I don't know. I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, I would have been in shock. (laughs) I hope that doesn't happen to anyone. But that story reminded me of something that happened near our house. And I I don't think I witnessed the whole thing happening. I heard the, I think I heard like the noise of the car, the 18 wheeler hitting the car, but there's this 18 wheeler who was trying to make this tight turn. And in order to make their turn, they usually have to make a wide, you know how 18 wheelers mm-hmm. are, they have to make wide right turns. And there was a car parked there where he had to start backing up because there was a car that was blocking his way to make his cut to turn. So he was starting to back up and then this old guy in some fancy schmancy car decided to stop right at the back of his trailer didn't even realize this guy like it was beeping didn't even realize this guy was backing up didn't even bother moving back the 18 wheeler guy was backing up slowly not like he could see you yeah he was backing up slowly and he tapped this guy's car not even full-on demolished it he tapped it and this guy immediately started grabbing his neck (laughs) it was like it was like dude i just saw it (laughs) yeah and then then he stopped and then the driver got out and he was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, even though it's clearly his fault. But you know, yeah. and he was like apologizing and then the guy, they were like having this whole conversation. And then the police and ambulance came and then the guy like started acting like grabbing his neck, grabbing his back and saying everything hurt. He even got to the point of like getting in the ambulance and when they were about to take him away, he's like, nah, I'm good. And just like went back in his car. So like, like, yeah, who wants to play, pay that ambulance fee? Yeah. <laughs> So like, didn't think that plan through, did you? No. <laughs> I just saw someone fake getting hurt. Like, yeah. witnessed it happening. That's crazy. Yeah. But in Rabia's case, this guy was already like that. And he was like, oh no, I've been like that before you hit me. So luckily, at least, no, at no least one, he didn't say, like, you did this. Yeah. Luckily, no one was hurt and everyone was okay after that. Yeah. Well, that was Rabia's stories. Be sure to stay tuned until the end of this episode to hear a sneak peek of next week's episode with Rob from Wisconsin. He shared with us about the time he had to call the police about a drunk driver driving crazy fast past them. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can help support the show by sharing it with your friends or leaving us a review on Podchaser. It truly does help us get discovered. Thank you for choosing to drive with us, and we'll see you all next week. It was really late at night. We are following this car, and this car flies by us. And then all of a sudden, 500 feet ahead of us, they slam on their brakes. And they keep doing this for six, seven, eight miles. And the car makes a right turn into the ditch. Just boop, boop.